Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen Alleluia! The text for the sermon this day is based on that reading from John 20, and I'm going to do it a little bit different in that I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of a drama-esque sermon. And what I mean by that is I'm going to imagine what it might have been like for a disciple on the day that, on those very event, eventful three days. I don't pick a specific disciple because otherwise I have to pretend I know what any of the specific ones mean. So let's just think of your generic disciple. Jesus. 
Romans to have the body moved. So right away she ran to us. And she ran and said, they've taken the Lord's body, and I don't know where they've taken it. Well, John and Peter ran. They ran quickly as they could to go see the tomb. Now, John got there first because John's about 15 years old, and Peter's in his 40s. A 40-year-old versus a 15-year-old, you know, who's usually in that race. You know, the joints don't work as good when you're in your 40s. That's what I do. So, John got there sooner, but he didn't go in. He let Peter go in first, out of respect and his elder. He saw the linen cloth, full, the face cloth folded up. So we knew that the bodies was not grave robbers. Grave robbers, unless they have a very severe case of OCD, where they have to tie things up after they take the body, are not going to take the time to fold. So we knew it must have been the Romans. Or maybe it was the Jews. Somebody took the body. John and Peter left. Mary stayed behind. And she cried. And who could blame her? The body of her dear Lord was gone. Somebody took it. Until this man came up and talked to me. Now if you're in a, you're in a cemetery, you're near two, the people, the person that you expect to come and talk to you is going to be a caretaker. And so she assumed it was the gardener. Especially with her eyes filled with tears. He says, Woman, why are you crying? Seems kind of insensitive. You're next to a tomb. Why else would a person be crying next to a tomb? Because somebody they love is dead. And in this case, someone they love, their body is missing. And then he said, this is what Mary said. She said that he told her, just said to her, her name, Mary. And she said that she jumped up immediately. She knew who it was. She said, Rabboni. And she jumped up and she held to him ever so tightly, so tightly that he had to tell her, stop clinging to me. Little Greek note, our English always says, do not cling to me. It's actually supposed to be stop clinging. But, but stop clinging to me. Because I used to go, said to our Father, to your God and my God. In other words, Mary was so happy that she was clinging to Jesus so tightly that he had to basically tell her, had to tell her, Mary, I have other things to do. Imagine that even though you just got risen from the dead, the air was getting cut off because she's holding to well, tightly. But the thing is, when Mary came and told us what had happened, none of us believed her. We thought her delirious. And we know in our, in our age, we, we know not to trust a woman. And again, Paul's wrote, no, that 
that's the way they do it. Not pastors. But we know, we know that women, we can't trust what their witness is. Until later that night, we were in that room. And we were trying to figure out what was going on. We know the body is missing. Yes, Mary said that she saw him alive, but we don't believe that. There's no way that that's what the guards are going to think that we stole the body, and so they're right now hunting us down, or they're going to blame us for it. Whatever they have, they're going to understand and try to have us put to death just like they killed Jesus. And so all of a sudden, no, the doors are locked. All of a sudden, right in the middle of the room, bang! Get the picture. 
picture of everything that happened in those days. In all those years, we heard Jesus preach and teach. We saw him perform these incredible miracles. We didn't get it. None of us did. But he had to die. He had to be crucified. Because it's the only way that our sins could be paid for. And he was going to rise from the dead. And that resurrection sealed the promise that we are forgiven, that we are at peace with God. And we were told that just as the Father sent him, so he is sending us. So he sends you. The, the resurrection, as it happened in real life, now we kind of start to break my character here. The reason I did that kind of an error to remind you, these were real people in a real time, in a real place. The resurrection really happened. We're not talking about a good fairy tale or a good story to make you feel good about yourself this Sunday morning. It really happened. Those disciples were put to death for saying that Jesus rose from the dead. And understand this is different than, than other people who died for, other, for their faith. When most people die for faith, especially in modern age, they don't know 100% whether or not what they believe is true. In the case of the disciples, they were the people that would know that Jesus did not rise from the dead. And if you want to know how incredible that is, raise your hand if you've ever heard remember Watergate. Or heard of it in your textbooks. I don't remember, so I'm a textbook. Or whatever. In Watergate, it took them only three weeks to break the men who were lying, who were lying about what happened. Three weeks. It does not take long to eventually break someone who is lying about something. And the way the disciples were treated by those in authority over them, they would have broken. If they were making this up. But they were crucified, stoned to death. Two of them were crucified upside down. One of them was even skinned alive. And they refused to die that Jesus rose from the dead. Because they saw it. It really happened. It is in history. And here's the thing. Because that is true, nothing else in the world matters outside of it. Rather, it is the thing that gives everything in life meaning. Everything in our life is to be in the life that Jesus conquered sin, death, and the devil by dying on the cross and rising from the grave for you. So what do we do? We live as if he's risen. 
we catalyze, and we gladly hear his word as often as we can. And we gladly receive that sign, which we will get a foretaste of the kingdom that was claimed for us on the cross. In Jesus' name. The greatest peace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, even the one true faith, the life everlasting. Alleluia! Christ is risen. At this time, we continue with the gathering of our offering. 